from ABC News Radio, KMET 1490 in Southern California. This is Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with your host, Tyler Jorgensen. All right, welcome out everybody to Biz Ninja Radio here on ABC News Radio. We're going to be podcasting this as well. So whether you're listening on uh, the radio, on YouTube, or on the interwebs. We appreciate you tuning out. I am your host, Tyler Jorgensen, and today I have with us um, the wonderful Gabriella Ribeiro. Welcome, Gabby. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So do you prefer Gabby or Gabriella? I have about 22 official nicknames, so whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I answered good. them long. <laughs> I'll switch back and forth between them. Just to throw me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I got to know Gabrielle a little bit through a group that we're both a part of and have been seeing a lot of the cool projects that Gabby works on in the travel industry. Um, tell us a little bit about your current projects uh, that you're working on. Sure. Well, we, we launched Exploratory Journeys because I've been traveling all my life and, and there's a difference between being a passive traveler and really living a destination and getting into the, you know, the soul and the fabric and t getting out and tasting and touching and feeling and meeting people. Um, and that's the way I like to travel. So, um, you know, I, I wrote a blog for about 10 years, like, like everyone does. And I figured, you know, let me do something with this. So um, what we do is we, we curate experiences really for people that want a journey that leaves a footprint on, on your soul. So something that'll stay with you. Um, very memorable. We foster a lot of cultural connections, um, get people to, we, we try to understand a person's needs, you know, where, where the background is, what their interests are, and then match them with a really twisted up out of the box experience. So it becomes more of a, um, a life journey versus just a vacation. Yeah, I think that's what I connected with when I saw your site is that it really isn't about just uh, traveling, pointing out the tourist destinations, taking a couple of selfies and coming back, right? It's about being immersed in the culture. Getting off of the bus, tasting the food, shaking hands and, and, and all of that, um, you know, especially when you do that with, with your partner or your children. I mean, it's, it's just an incredible bonding experience. And a lot of us leave a lot of vacation time on the table, which is such a shame. You know? So on the, on the side of that, we also launched something new called the 48-hour uh, power jaunt for people that are busy and want these kind of life-changing trips but maybe don't have the time. So we've developed these itineraries in short burst um, sort of uh, compact, uh, you know, punchy journeys rather, um, that last two days and we've developed the best of the best in, you know, 23 cities around the world now or 23 or 24, um, you know, for people that are time challenged, but still want to travel the way, you know, the way that I do. So yeah, it's, it's exciting as well. That's really cool. So I, I read a book once that <laughs> talked about the way for us to uh, make, to slow down time was to have amazing experiences. Because when we live a routine life, um, there's nothing for us to benchmark it to compare one week to the other, right? When we live in that groundhog day lifestyle, right? Yes. And so I love this idea of these um, high immersion cultural experience power jaunts because it's a way to put a push pin in a month or in a weekend or, you know, and, and quickly say, hey, do you remember that time we went to Morocco? And it, <laughs> it, it literally, like in our brains, makes time slow down. And I think that's so much about what life is. If we're not having these experiences, we blink and years have passed. Um, so I, I really am uh, excited about this that you're, and that you're doing this for people because I think it's, it's going to change their lives in, in more than just a weekend, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to impact them long term, um, but yeah. allow them also to go and do something without a huge sacrifice of, you know, a month worth of time to go. Absolutely. It's restorative. And if you live in a place like New York City or LA or, you know, whatever, 
you know, you think about what you spend on a weekend when you're home. I mean, <laughs> total all that up and, and figure, you know, if you did get a cheap airfare and you wanted to do one of these jobs, you'd probably break even, you know, and you wind up at a, with a spectacular experience in your pocket. So yeah, I always say travel is not as expensive as people think because yeah. living is expensive. And so, um, my, my family and I travel is a really important thing to us and we don't travel as much as we used to. And, and we're trying to get back into that. But, um, oftentimes, you know, once you, once you take out the airfare piece, it's just as expensive as being home, right? You're still buying food. You're still doing stuff with the kids. Um, you're still going out and seeing things. And so, and then, you know, if you can do some currency arbitrage, sometimes it's cheaper, right? I think so too. Sometimes, you know, and you're, I, and you just, you can't put a price on the memories that come along with that. So for me, I've, I've never known anyone in my entire life. And I know a lot of people <laughs> um, that ha has ever come back and regretted taking a trip or spending money that maybe they had or, or perhaps didn't have. Um, I've never had that happen to me my whole life. Yeah. You know, they definitely, they might regret a, an extra duvet cover or something. Yes, or, the, or that pair of shoes that kill your feet, you know, and that costs $1,000. <laughs> you won't regret a trip. I've never bought a $1,000 pair of shoes, and I hope I never do. So, <laughs> Not so, all it's crapped up to be. Yeah. <laughs> I can paint the bottom of my shoes red. I don't need anyone else to do that for me. But, Better idea. Um, yeah. So how long have you been an entrepreneur? Were you born this way, or did this kind of happen? Uh, totally born this way. My dad was. My dad was in travel. He was an amazingly brilliant guy. He actually never went to college, just had this, you know, particular, uh, you know, flair for it. And I guess I learned it. I mean, I, I was supposed to be a lawyer. So, you know, <laughs> I studied international relations. I did all of that. I, you know, interned at a law firm. And, um, and then I wanted to go into TV, uh, producing, you know, and, and not, not on air, but, you know, being behind the scenes. And, um, Travel just keeps calling. I, I just kept taking side jobs to kind of like fund my job search. And, um, you know, it just, it, it grows, it gets in your blood and it never leaves. And, um, you know, just having the entrepreneurial spirit, just seeing my dad go from nothing to everything was, um, was huge for me. And I, I started to see there, there really is no other way. So it's pretty much all my life. I've been starting things. Um, I run maybe if I counted them all up, I, I've got like five businesses that I run at the moment. <laughs> yep. small, the, the things that pay the bills. It's sure. just always the way. I, I agree. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Five seems like a small number, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> compared to some moments of, of time. But um, yeah. so, you know, what were some of the major lessons of entrepreneurship that you learned from your dad? Um, dream big and live big. I think that, you know, for him, nothing was impossible. And I have that attitude. I don't take no. There is a no for me. I, there's no no for me. I'll, I'll go to the hundredth page of the Google search. You know, like I, I will delve. I will get my answers. Um, but also my, my dad had made some, some mistakes. And I, I acknowledge that, you know, he did think big, but he, you know, sometimes overspent and overshot. So I keep myself very conservative, which I think has been a huge lesson for me. Um, you know, home office instead of a physical office, uh, you know, watching costs and being mindful of that um, was huge. But for him, you know, it's, it was just dream it, think it, grab it, go find a way. And he was an amazing networker as well huge connector and a huge networker and he never said no he went out of his way to help people all the time so i i grew up like that just just on a personal level with you know your neighbor or someone in a business uh, standpoint he just right. he's went the extra mile um and most of the time 99.9 percent .9 of the time that's going to come back to you in kind and, and in, in good ways so i think yeah it's that's awesome i mean you, you get i think what i what i call like the benefits of the second generation right where um, when you grow up with an entrepreneurial parent, you get to see, uh, like you said, the successes and the, and the positive sides of it, along with the flip side of the lean years or the tough parts of the... Yeah, and there were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and that absolutely and and you know it's uh but you've learned okay how do i apply that how do i make it kind of the next gen and be better so you're living more um conservatively while still dreaming big and i think that's the best balance for an entrepreneur is to still to go after it even while living you know intelligently um and so you know you're uh you have a home office and you're running travel how do you network and how do you get out there and connect with people um, well, I travel a lot just as, you know, general growth, it's just part of the, part of the job. Um, so you're always meeting people and you're always running into things. Um, you know, what I also do is I spend a lot of time on self-education. Like I take a lot of courses online. I try to become a specialist in particular destinations. And just by virtue of that, you wind up connecting with people, um, that are like-minded. Um, you know, I've, I've joined some groups, some net, you know, attend some networking events, but really I, I, I work very hard at, maintaining a really solid circle of friends, um, true friends, really. And I'm, I'm very blessed to have that and a great family. So I think with that, you wind up connecting, you know, just, just by osmosis with, with other people that sort of like share your energy. And um, that has been a huge building block in, um, you know, an exploratory journey is just the word of mouth, getting that first client and then people referring me from there. Um, yeah, just, it's kind of like, you know, go with what, what's around you first, use that energy and then, you know, kind of, Take, take it to the next level, but just the nature of my job. I'm always at a conference. I'm always, I'm always out there. I have to do sales calls. I have to do presentations. So it's, even though I work from home, I don't really feel like I do because right. I'm around a lot of people and it's very rarely lonely. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, um, <clears throat> so with travel being your main thing, um, how many, how often do you come in touch with, uh, with other entrepreneurs that are traveling or I should say entrepreneurs who are trying to use travel as part of their business model? You know, I do because I get some opportunities to do some mentoring for, for people that are starting out, either they want to go into this career or they're, you know, sort of their career is somewhat aligned uh, with travel. Um, and just really attending a lot of industry events where I meet people sort of in the same orbit, but not necessarily doing what I do. For instance, like a travel conference where there's a huge focus on tech might, you know, meet people that are sort of in the lane, but running parallel to me um, with similar interests and similar goals, but not necessarily doing what I do. Um, and that's really a great way to, to kind of keep up with things too. I mean, I'm always a huge proponent of attending industry conferences that, that relate to you because you can learn so much, can meet so many people. And when I, I, I run another business that does uh, sales and marketing for hotels, and that is 90% of how I get my clients being out there saying hello, sitting down with somebody and somebody recognizing me at a table and then coming and introducing me to their friend who may need some help. Um, so being out there, it takes a lot of work. It's not right. cheap, um, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's the best way to, to be visible. And the number one thing is really just to show your work, show who you are and um, be proud of it. And other people are going to start talking about that. And, and then it's, it's going to come back to you. Just keep your reputation as, as clean right. as possible and as high as possible and that's that'll do 90 percent of the work for you so i've met people before that um run blogs and because they're writing blogs on travel there's com companies sending them all over the world right so there's uh hotels sending them and cruises sending them how common is that how hard is that for people to to break through into that i wouldn't say it's necessarily tough i mean you know most how can I say? You have to have some street cred, for lack of a better phrase. Um, I get, I mean, just with my other business, I must field, I don't know, 20 to 30 queries like that a week. 
Yeah, um, right through them. If, if one of them is, is solid, then that's a good week. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting way to try. You'll spend an awful lot of time trying to pitch people, but unless you have something really hardcore to back it up, um, unless you have the numbers um, that are going to make sense, it, you know, it's not something I, I think you could expect to make a, to make a living on. I mean, some people do when they get lucky, but um, you know, people are getting smarter and smarter with those types yeah. of yeah, the one lady I know, um, I don't think she pitches at all. I think she, she fields the inquiries. I think she just built that big of a brand and it was probably, she probably timed it well, right? When it was, when blogs were early, she took a yeah. travel focus and, uh, and so it became, you know, now she has that years of street cred, right? And that years of metrics where people actually come to her blog and and, it, and if you're selling the property, like the same thing with me, if I need something and I reach out, you know, I know that because I've sold that destination or because I've sold that property, that it's, it's going to make sense for them. You sure. know? And it's, it's, a, it's a great, you know, mutually beneficial opportunity, but not, not an easy way to make a living if you don't have the numbers to back it up. <laughs> well, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've traveled a lot. What is the, uh, and you're, you're doing your 48 hour power, Johns. If you had to pick up a bag and take off today, where would you go? Uh, my favorite city in the world is Lisbon, and that's just because my my roots. Um, you know, I'm half Portuguese. I grew up thinking everything Portuguese was the best, <laughs> but it, it really it's more than that. I mean, it's an amazing city, but it really just evokes a lot of very happy childhood memories. Um, I used to go there all the time. I still go as often as I can. Um, and one of the nice things about it is it is truly Europe as it once was. You, you don't. Oh, yeah. find of, you know, fast food joints and you know over overgrown you know city plots and things like that. It's just charming, beautiful. It's got everything. It's got the beach. It's got the, you know, the, the old world feel and, and amazing food. So, and it's, and it's for me, it's about a five hour flight. So that's, it's yeah. easier than California. So. That makes sense. So if, you know, some dude like me who couldn't uh, follow Portuguese. <laughs> <with the blog. laughs> if you took off to Lisbon, like, would you survive? Absolutely. I think, I think there's very few places in Europe where people don't speak English. Um, the only place I've ever been in the world, and I've been a lot of places, um, that I ever felt challenged was, was in Japan. I will tell you that. That was the only place where I ever felt a little bit like, wow, I really need to, to brush up on some key phrases. But I think the world is becoming so so small. I hate to say that, but you know, everywhere you go, it's like you, you start speaking English and people just follow, like everybody speaks it. It's a very, I wish we as Americans took more time to learn other languages. It would be beautiful. But um, if, if everyone else would stop <laughs> English, we would have to, but we would have to, but we're spoiled. So I never see that as a barrier in, no. like, at all. And if anything, it's fun. Like I have had some of my best moments in Japan where I'm like, wow, I feel like a spy. I got to crack this code. Let me look at the characters. Let me see if I can figure out anything at all what this might say. And I think it's almost like it becomes like a scavenger hunt kind of challenge. So I think that's, that's beautiful in itself. You know, technology has made it insane how easy it is to kind of break down that barrier. I mean, there, yeah. I had that app on my phone where you just hold it up and the camera translates it onto the screen. That's um, it. We were in, I took my family to St. Martin and we were on um, the Dutch side and I can read Dutch okay, but not medical terms. So one of my kids, we need to go get him some medicine and I can't, I don't know medical terms in Dutch. <laughs> I held up the camera and it translated like medical terms from Dutch to English. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is what we need. And I'm, so, I mean, those barriers are almost gone, even when you go to places that if they don't speak your language, there's ways to communicate. And so I think, um, I think you'd agree, right? That, that travel or that language is not a reason to not try, like, not go somewhere. Absolutely not. I think people used to get worried about that, but yeah, exactly. With technology and also just 
simple human kindness. I mean, there's, I think universal hand gesture, I talk with my hands all day long anyway, but there's a universal sense of looking confused and looking for help. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you can get in trouble with universal hand gestures. So yeah, yes. okay, there's a dark my, side. My, my, first, my first week in South Africa, um, I thought I was being really cute. And I, you know, I did the whole US American, like I got your nose thing to this little girl. <laughs> Apparently, you know, the thumb between the two fingers, like I got your nose in the US, is like the middle finger there. So that wasn't the nicest thing for some, you know, young white guy to do in, in South Africa. But I learned. Probably not. I learned that's a big part of what I do too. I always say I do the best I can to educate my clients, but you have to do your research too. Yeah. It's, you know what? There's probably only. You know what's customary. You should yeah. know what is right and wrong when you go to a destination or what's expected. And I think, you know, just any anytime you travel, it's, it's on you as well. You know, and I think there's probably only two to three major snafus in each area that you need to make sure you're aware of, right? I mean, other yeah. than that, it's I don't think it's a high number of like okay, just little things, little yeah. little customary things to know, yeah. and that's what we try to supply them with as well. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, what's your advice? Uh, as I'm sure, growing up an entrepreneur, having a father that's an entrepreneur, you probably have friends that come in that are wanting to quit their day jobs, right? They want to become an entrepreneur. What's the advice that you give them when, when they come to you? I, I always say to do it. I mean, that, that's number one, okay? Because I think if you have a dream, um, you should pursue it. But I also think it's, it's really important to have some sort of a, it doesn't have to be a life plan. It doesn't have to be overly thought out. I'm very impulsive. I mean, I just have a really good gut instinct. So I know what's right for me. You know, I'll get, right. I'll, I'll get hung up at a diner for 20 minutes on a menu, but I'll know exactly where I'm supposed to do, like, you know, <laughs> to go with my business for the next three years, like, and, and it'll happen. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of people want to do it, but you also have to, you have to look at everything. It, is, is working alone and working from home for you? If it is, then good, because there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of hours where, you maybe don't have someone to talk to or someone to bounce things off of, you know, and you're also, you know, we all need money to live. I don't live my life by money, but money is part of everyone's life. And, you know, you have to have a good plan because it's very easy to get discouraged when you're sacrificing things, the money's not rolling in. Um, you know, so make sure you're prepared because there's going to be great times and there's going to be tough times. So you have to have a very thick skin make sure that you have that personality for it. And, um, you know, I always say definitely do it, but know all of these things going in. And I think, um, you know, once, once like you know, what you just said about travel, right? You need to know at least the cultural things and what to expect, what's going on. Same advice towards entrepreneurship, right? You know, what it is people like us, we make it look easy, I think, because we can do a lot of things. You have to have that personality. I can do 20 things at once. I, I can do that. You know what I mean? You can do that. Um, and you don't think twice about it. I have friends that get up every day and they, they spend half a day not knowing what they want to wear or what they're going to cook for dinner. Like for me, like that's, you know what I mean? I run at a different speed. So I think you have to also know what's for you. If you're not a self-starter and like I, you know, if you, if you can't sit in a room by yourself and figure out, you know, by the end of the day, what you need to do for the week, um, you know, you probably have to, you have to think about it a little bit more. You have to be, you have to like have a fire under your butt and that's the best way. <laughs> yeah, I, I do <laughs> agree like that. that for you. You know what yeah. I mean? You're going to have to do it. Technology yourself. makes it easier for people to be an entrepreneur, yeah. but that still doesn't mean that everyone should go out mm -hmm. and start their own company or be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Right? Cause and, and what happens for a lot of people is they end up thinking they're going to be an entrepreneur, but they end up being self-employed. And I think there's a huge difference between the two. Um, and if you and a lot of people, what they end up doing is they end up finding they recreated the same job they had, but without any of the safety nets, without any of the benefits of a larger company. Um, and then so they, and a lot of times making the same or less money, thinking that they're free, 
but without any ability for it to grow or to be greater than them. And I think that that's the greatest risk for the entrepreneur is to be stuck as a business owner and not as, um, you know, or as st stuck as a self-employed person rather than owning a business and growing something. And that's, a, that's a huge point. It's our, what are you doing it for is the number one question. Are you doing it just so you can work from home and sit in your yoga pants all day so you don't have to go to an office, which is, anybody can do that. Or are you doing something that's filling your heart, filling your soul, making you want to go further and making you want to build? If so, then yes. But if you just literally want to stay home and, and go to the supermarket during the day and, and have the free yeah. There's jobs that allow you to do that. Computer, you know what? And then that's not, you know, that, that may not be the best scenario. You're probably not going to go as far as you should be going. How important is traveling to the entrepreneur's soul? It's, it's essential. Um, it's life lessons. It's also, and I always say solo on a solo travel is great for an entrepreneurial soul too, because you, you learn how to navigate situations. You learn strength because sometimes when you're alone and you're going through challenging situations, just like you could be in your personal life or whatever, you have to solve them. And it's nice to be able to know that you came back and did this. Um, I think it's huge to be able to connect with people from other cultures because that's, it gives you such an edge to be able to grow globally too. I mean, a lot of us, we sit here in, in the U S and you know, we think, okay, our business is here, but you always have to think bigger. Like, could I apply this somewhere else? And once you get yourself out of your zone and travel, you see that. And also just to restore yourself, like we said, with the power jumps, that's part of the reason why. That's why I, I travel so much on these short birth. People say, what are you crazy? You're going to go to Europe for two days. Yes, I've gone to Europe for one day because I needed it. I needed that. You know what I mean? Like it was good for me. I wanted to, you know, eat something somewhere, you know, like fly around the world for a, for a particular dish. If yeah. I can do it, I will, because it brings me back to, you know, getting refreshed, coming back and saying, wow, that, that, that was fantastic. Now, now I can get through that. It really is amazing how much um, we can change or we can adjust simply by shifting our paradigm and shifting our sphere and shifting our location. Um, and change just your change of scenery that's yeah. why sometimes people you know go to starbucks to work or they you know wherever i mean sometimes they just need to be out of their office you know <laughs> and go sit somewhere else and work Absolutely. so yeah so if people want to learn more about you where do they go um we have exploratorjourneys.com um it's explore the explorator on all of the social media sites um and then we've got the new site 48 hour power john with the numbers 48 um in that so 48powerjaunt.com for those and um yeah i'm reachable 24 7 call text um, our number is 973-420-8343 um, we answer all text a bit we what we find is a lot of people don't want to talk anymore and they just text me or they email me and say plan my whole yep. trip fine i'm happy to do that you know <laughs> a lot of you, your, but, your ideal customer is is what does what are they doing where are they wanting to go what's what uh, they they need a change they need an adventure and they do not have to be extremely affluent they don't have to have a massive budget we will find something for them it has to be somebody that is willing to take a risk and to say okay you know what I want to go to Italy, but I just don't want to see the Coliseum. And I just don't want to do that. They have to be able to trust me to understand what they want or what they think they, they might like. Um, and somebody willing to go out of their comfort zone because I'm going to put them in, in things like, you know, we have somebody going to Paris and instead of a city tour, we're doing a city tour by sidecar, you know, <laughs> motorcycle. So, and he's cool with that, you know. So we try to push people a little bit so that they don't come back and say, yeah, I was on a bus. I saw the Eiffel Tower. That was great. You know, <laughs> got off for 10 minutes. Um, you know, somebody with, with a thirst and somebody that wants to, as I said, just kind of, you know, feel a destination and meet people and awesome. eat food and do things that they think they couldn't do. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show uh, and looking forward to learning more about what you guys are doing and hopefully using your guys' services soon. Awesome. Um,
that's been a pleasure. And thank you everybody for tuning in to Biz Ninja Radio. And you can check us out at bizninja.com. Thank you for listening to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with Tyler Jorgensen. Please make sure to subscribe so you're first to hear new interviews and episodes. If you found this podcast to be valuable, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to visit our online dojo at bizninja.com to claim your reward for listening to the show.